This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. It is the Dave Glover Show on KMOX. Dave Glover and the team has the week off, so you're stuck with Hancock and Kelly. Mm. We're normally here on Friday mornings from 8.30 to 11, Monday evenings. We've got our show. You can see us every Sunday at 8.30 on Fox 2 right here in St. Louis. I think Andy Banker is going to come join us in studio one day this week. Tomorrow he's going to be here in the 2 o'clock hour. Later today in the 4 o'clock hour, we're going to reprise that game show of yesteryear that we created right here on The Voice of St. Louis. Are you smarter than Michael Kelly. We've yet to have it. someone who can walk away with that title. Uh, we have. No, we've yet to have anybody walk away I with that we've title. Had multiple people. In fact, in fact, I think your mother called in once and beat you. Well, of course she would yeah. win yeah. because uh, she did spawn this incredible brain. <laughs> she did. Uh, he's John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. Matt Pajeski behind the board. And John, uh, uh, Christmas is kind of a strange time, uh, but. In lead, politics. In politics, but leading up to the Iowa caucuses, because every four years we have the presidential campaign, Iowa is the start of it this year for the Republicans. Um, obviously, Donald Trump is the front runner for the Republican Party, continues to uh, pull quite well, spending a little bit of time in Iowa. Uh, Ron DeSantis betting the whole house on Iowa, spending nearly every waking moment he has there. Uh, Nikki Haley occasionally in Iowa, um, but there's so the Republicans are showing up in Iowa to compete. Some of them have strategies where they're going to wind up competing in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Guess who's not going to Iowa? Joe Biden. Guess who's not going to New Hampshire? Joe Biden. Guess where he's going to go? Well, maybe uh, uh, South Carolina. He's going to show up in South Carolina. Well, I'm not convinced, and we've talked about this for weeks now, but uh, I'm becoming increasingly convinced that Joe Biden is not going to be. The Democratic nominee for president. Your evidence of your assertion. So it's clear that he's challenged, um, you know, at his at 81 years old. We've never had an 81 year old president. And um, he's showing signs of aging that are unmistakable. And uh, and more importantly than that, if you're a Democrat, is he's losing uh, Donald Trump is defeating him right now in all of the battleground states in the polling. He's cutting into his margin with with young voters. He's cutting into his margin with African-American voters, cutting into his margin with Hispanic voters. And if the election were held today, which it isn't, uh, it's a very 
good chance that Donald Trump wins that contest between he and Joe Biden. And I look at the Democrats and how they have positioned Gavin Newsom now for a several month long period of time uh, to be poised to step into a void that may come to exist. And it seems to me that they are moving in the direction of at some point before South Carolina, which is not until March. And that's the first Democrat primary that they count in terms of their delegate allocation. And remember, the Democrats have hundreds of superdelegates that are not pledged to any candidate. I think between now and March and probably in January, maybe February, Joe Biden announces he's not going to seek reelection. Gavin Newsom announces he's running for the presidency. And I think that's I think that's how this is going to play out. To continue with your thought process there, that also alleviates another issue the Democrats have. Joe Biden, uh, his popularity is coming up uh, over the last several months, but he's been extremely unpopular. Even more unpopular than him has been the vice president, Kamala Harris, yep. who's from California. If your theory is correct and Gavin Newsom subs into that spot where Joe Biden is, the problem for Kamala Harris is, is you cannot have a presidential and vice presidential candidate from the same state. That's right. So that alleviates uh, the issue that the Democrats may have there. I think you're wrong. Um, I believed you a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, in fact, you may have heard me say on in February of 2023 that I thought we would be hearing uh, that Joe Biden would be getting out of the race. It is absolutely obvious that we are watching a president age. In fact, though, we're also watching Donald Trump age, who's uh, also continues to his um, old age needs seems to be manifesting itself in anger. Uh, Joe Biden's uh, old age seems to be manifesting its uh, in loss of his thoughts, sometimes a little awkward gait in the way that he walks. But boy, he is raising money, John. I mean, this man is out there doing the stuff. And from a Democratic standpoint, that machine is working. The campaign headquarters in Delaware is working. The president's there almost weekly. Um, they've got staff, field staff throughout the country now in all the battleground states. If this is some grand plan, I don't see how it's going to get executed, and I don't know exactly what the rules to be able to replace a sitting president would be, especially if the vote starts. So under your hypothesis, he would have to be out prior to the uh, South Carolina yes, primary. Absolutely. And and most of the money that they've raised is residing in the Democratic National Conven- Committee. Uh, that money is immediately transferable to whoever the nominee is. Uh, the Biden-Harris campaign c- account, I don't know how that works. They probably will have to move. I would think they'd move that money to the DNC as well. So that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, and then... You know, you've got Gavin Newsom sitting there. I don't know what his bank account is, but he's the sitting governor of California. He's probably got a pretty healthy war chest there, several million dollars to be sure, uh, if not tens of millions of dollars, if not close to 100. I, I just don't know what his campaign well, finance who, situation who, whoever is. whoever these nominees are going to have all the money that's going to exactly. be necessary to that's run right. for president. So I charge. don't think the money is going to be an issue. Uh, certainly the infrastructure on the ground is being paid for by the Democratic National Committee. So that's all transferable to whomever their nominee is. And, you know, and and by making the appearance that Biden is the candidate, they are discouraging others from getting into that primary, which I think is uh, one of the objectives of this thing, if, if my theory is correct. Well, one of the things that you've exposed over the last several years, and I've tended to agree with you, is that parties don't matter, that the traditional structures 
don't no longer have the power. Um, Joe Biden has to be in on your plan uh, based on what your hypothesis is here. Otherwise, some party-like structure has to come in there and tell the president that he's not running. He is the Democratic Party. He's the face of the Democratic Party. I don't see how a man who's acting and behaving the way the president is is going to listen to anybody else other than what he wants to do, and he's got the best job in the world. Yep. Well, Barack Obama is uh, still a very powerful force inside that party. Interesting comment here from a texter. Uh, He says they will not replace him until after the convention. So they'll go ahead through the summer, have a convention. This is the caller's thesis, the texter's thesis. And then if he drops out at that point, then the Democratic National Committee selects a nominee. They don't have to put anybody through the gauntlet of the primary season. Uh, That is, I suppose, a plausible um, way to address this situation. You've got a guy that by the time you get to the conventions in the late summer, early fall, uh, you know, Biden's going to be ever so much closer to 82 years old. And the decline that we've all seen is, you know, it's not going to stop. Right. And so uh, I just, you know, whether it's done as I posit that they do it before they get into the primary season or as our texter posits, they do it after the convention. I still think the odds are better than 50 percent that Joe Biden's not going to be the opponent of Donald Trump. In 2024, and I still so, think Donald Trump is a Republican nominee. Uh, that's where I was going to go next. You're uh, you're very strong there in saying that Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. He continues to face uh, all these indictments. His yep. polling numbers are having troubles in a couple of different places. Nikki Haley making a charge in New Hampshire. One poll. If somebody can get up there and and maybe punch him in the lip uh, and show that he's vulnerable. Is there a chance to topple Donald Trump, or is this thing over? With? Well, I mean, there's a chance. You know, I will be very surprised if Haley is able to defeat Donald Trump head to head. And and it's looking increasingly like it's going to be Trump or Haley. I don't think DeSantis is going to be real uh, by the time we get past New Hampshire. He's running low on money. His whole campaign infrastructure has left and his PAC infrastructure has left. The PAC squandered a lot of money uh, without moving any numbers appreciably. I, I think my sense is that the DeSantis effort is over hey now so you're you're looking at you're looking at haley and trump i think that it's 95 percent more likely that trump is the nominee than haley i also think donald trump is a weak general election candidate for republicans he's got 60 percent of the public that don't like him uh don't want him to be president you know in a binary choice between he and joe biden he's going to do better than 40 percent but can you see any of the people that are running against Donald Trump being his vice president, I no, can't. No. I can't see Nikki Haley losing or Chris Christie. Surely not. He wouldn't even be asked. Yeah, no. Or the governor of Florida. Uh, I don't see any of them potentially being this nominee. Vivek Ramaswamy. You think? Good. Wow. I mean, Where's he from? Of, California? A lot of speculations. What's that? Is he from California? Ohio. Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen speculation, you know, about... Um, um, Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, and you know he's going to pick. Uh, he's. I would be shocked if he picks one of these current opponents. Other than maybe I could see Ramaswamy, who certainly has been the Trump figure in the in the four debates that Republicans have had so far without Donald Trump. But um, that you know that's going to be 
a very interesting and consequential choice, I would think, uh, who the vice presidential nominee is for, for Trump. Well, if you're sick of politics already, we're just getting started because January is uh, the start of the primary season as we slide in November where we elect a new president. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw the Kansas City, the nine and what are they now, nine and six? Yeah, I think they are. The nine and six Kansas City Chiefs Yeah. Uh, after yesterday uh, lost my, to the... My girlfriend uh, was there again. Las Vegas Raiders. Huh? Is she the problem? Is my girlfriend the problem? Tay-Tay? Tay-Tay? Tay-Tay. We'll talk Is about it. she the Yoko Ono of the Kansas City Chiefs? That's next on Game Wax. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference, on News Radio 1120, KMOX. It's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me, at tea time, everybody agrees. So this is the question. So, of course, all the boys at my uh, family get-together yesterday were messing with the girls who were all Taylor Swift fans, and they were saying... She's the problem. This is a Taylor Swift curse. They're saying, Travis Kelsey, he's not focused. The team's all caught up in this Taylor Swift person of the year thing. She's getting all the attention, and she's the problem with this team. She's the reason they can't score a touchdown. I I don't believe this. Do you? No. Uh, No. I mean, now, I will say this. I could not have told you what Taylor Swift looked like. Before she started dating Travis Kelsey. Are you serious? I could not have identified a Taylor Swift song uh, until she started dating. So Travis you're Kelsey. the you're one of those people that uh, Travis Kelsey made Taylor Swift famous to you. Yes. Oh my. Yeah, that would be that would be me. He showed up at her concert there in Kansas City. Got backstage somehow. Uh, they had a love connection, Michael. How could you not? Huh? And uh, and there she was, and there he was, and he asked her out on a date. And the rest, as they say, is history. Now she's up there in the in the luxury suite. Every time the Chiefs take the field, 
And the Chiefs, who were the odds-on favorite to repeat as Super Bowl champions, they were the odds-on favorite to have home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs into the Super Bowl. They were the odds-on favorite to be a steamroll offense, as they have been for the past four seasons, the number one offense in football. And this year, they stink. Right. And, I mean, they don't just stink a little bit. They stink like a uh, used Depends diaper. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's they can't catch the ball. Kelsey, what did he all catch? Right. Five passes yesterday for a handful of yards. Not a good day for Travis Kelsey. Hey, I got it all figured out for you. Now you know. Uh, so for those of you who are fresh to the Hancock and Kelly scene, yeah, I, I'm the Democrat. He's the Republican. You're the sports junkie. I'm kind of the passive fan. Uh-huh. So I don't know the stuff the way that you do. But I think I figured this out. You have. Here's the issue with yes. the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. Two years ago, or when they win the Super Bowl, Tyreek Hill leaves, right? Yeah. They can't afford to pay all of these great receivers. You got Mahomes, the quarterback, right. and you got Tyreek Hill. They signed Mahomes to a big contract. Oh. Tyreek's going to get money, right? They've got probably, arguably, the best tight end in the business and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. But you no longer have Tyreek Hill, who you would normally be double teaming on the outside. Now that double team has moved on the inside to Travis Kelsey, and a bunch of the receivers that you have catching catch for Patrick Mahomes were, you know, freshmen at the SMET last year and suddenly uh, find themselves with these brick hands trying to catch the ball. Here's the other dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is a great scam- scrambling quarterback. He's good at those short passes. This guy can't throw the ball down the field. Is that right? He can't throw it down the field. Well, one, he doesn't have anybody who can catch it. But uh, you want to see a guy who can throw the ball down the field, that Lamar Jackson, he can throw the ball down the field. That thing's like a missile. When Patrick goes out there and scrambles, unless he's got somebody with speed, he can't throw it down the field the way that uh, some of these other quarterbacks have. It has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. And uh, I I hate to say it because it was kind of fun needling the girls yesterday. Well, and, you know, there she is up there in the uh, luxury suite looking down on. She's cutie, isn't she? Travis. I mean, you said you didn't do them in You know, she doesn't do it for you, not huh? Not my cup of tea. Really? But, uh, well, the lipstick's a little too. Uh, too much red? Yeah. You're not a red lipstick guy? I mean, not like that. I mean, you know, if she could make her mouth into an octagon, I'd stop. Right. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I am not. Uh, no, I'm not. It's not my not my cup of tea. But I'm sure she's a lovely person. I mean, by all accounts. She's a very nice person. Well, had a normal she was the upbringing. person of the year. She had a normal upbringing, family yeah. Christmases and so forth. Yep. And, uh, you know, she's not I... particularly affected by her wild uh, popularity, which I think is all good. And obviously, Travis Kelsey likes her. And it's obvious that she likes Travis Kelsey. So good for them. Well, and she's right. I mean, we are essentially witnessing the same thing that we watched with Madonna and Michael Jackson, and maybe some extent Britney Spears. I, I think this gal's far more talented than Britney Spears. But I'm talking about the media spotlight yeah. that's gone on Taylor Swift. And she's got a lot of haters. She's got a lot of fans. I like her. I kind of like – put her music aside. She seems to be, a, like you said, a genuine person. And I like the fact that you can be that famous and fall in love. I mean, we're so used to people being – that famous that they wind up becoming weirdos, right? Howard Hughes sitting in his room all day. Michael Jackson walking around with a mask and one well, glove and a monkey. Some, and a, yeah, he had some. You know, uh, but even Madonna. I mean, we're just used to people who have that much attention becoming kind of weird or, or, or reclusive. And here's a person we are literally watching their lives happen in front of us. 
Um, and so, I, I, you know, I, I kind of like what's happening, and it's made me somewhat of a fan of the Chiefs, but this is a bad team. I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think they're going to – they'll make it to the playoffs. Yeah. But they're, they're not going for a run here. Well, they've never really had much success on the road in the playoffs, and now by all appearances they're going to play on the road in the playoffs. And they just don't have – they're not clicking on offense. And uh, they're, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back, uh, he got a concussion yesterday – so there's no no guarantee that he's going to be back anytime soon. And they've, they're just some real problems with that offensive unit that they have and not able to move the ball. And you start throwing turnovers in. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see the game yesterday? Oh, yeah, I watched it. Uh, you, Mahomes, I don't know what happened in the backfield, but they attempted a handoff or a, it was a one of those run-pass options and it wasn't clear Flipped whether around, Mahomes yeah. was going to keep the ball or give it to the running, and they end up fumbling. You know, and the Raiders pick it up and walk into the end zone. Touchdown. Mm-hmm. And the Raiders couldn't move the ball. I mean, the Raiders' offense was pathetic. For three quarters, I don't think he completed a pass. That's correct, yeah. Three quarters, Second, third, they won 20 quarter. to 10. Yeah. First time in decades that that's happened. And so then you, you have the ensuing kickoff. Chiefs get the ball back. The very next play from scrimmage, Mahomes drops back, rushed a little bit, skirts out of the pocket, throws an interception, a pick six, a touchdown. Seven seconds, the the Raiders put up 14 points. And that was just kind of emblematic of the season that the Kansas City – and, they, you know, in the beginning of the year, they weren't that bad – but they've never clicked the way they have in the last seven years. Well, they years. lost their first game of the year at home. The I mean, Lions. that was Christmas Day against the Raiders, for gosh sakes. Yeah, the you Raiders. Get stomped. Team that couldn't complete a pass for three quarters. Then you watch this game yesterday, which was supposed to be the preview of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Between, and I still think it may be the preview between the Super Bowl of the Super Bowl between yeah. the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. 49ers didn't show up. And Lamar Jackson showed us he's the best player in the NFL right now. I think he uh, won the MVP award perhaps last night with that performance. Uh, certainly the 49ers quarterback did not distinguish himself. Brock Mr. Purdy. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Yeah, I mean, he was the talk of the league. You know, he was going to be but, the guy. If he won that game last night, he was going to be your odds-on pick for the most valuable player. Well, he threw four interceptions last yeah, night. Yeah, but and maybe he had a, a bad quarterback day. controversy on their hands. Nah, maybe he had a bad day, and suddenly he shows up. And look, the 49ers have already gotten the the bye. They're going to yep. win the division. Um, you know, maybe they start to put it together now, and uh, and who knows? He redeems himself as uh, maybe a rematch of the uh, of, of last night's game for the Super Bowl. Well, I hope if if that is a precursor of the Super Bowl, I hope the Super Bowl game's a little better than that. Although usually the Super Bowl games aren't that good. Yeah. You know, they're not that competitive. Well, speaking of not that good, the NFL teams have not been that good this year. Nobody's just like standing light years ahead of everybody else. The 49ers in Baltimore, maybe. Uh, the Lions, probably the best story of the year. Baker Mayfield coming back on in Tampa may wind up being the uh, comeback player of could the year. Be. It could be. Um, you know, and, and uh, L.A. back in it, the Rams back in it. Uh, I'll tell you what. Yeah, keep an eye on these Rams. I they they're going to surprise. Just, they're going to be a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. I just don't like to see bad behavior no, rewarded. I hear you. And All by right. the way, if you football. watch these games that take place out at So High Stadium or SoFi Stadium, whatever it's called, either from the Chargers or the Rams, yeah. there's no home t- advantage for these teams. Most of the teams that are coming in and playing them, they got half the crowd there. I, I watched a Pittsburgh game, I think, against the L.A., uh, uh, the, 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 the other Chargers. one, the Chargers, and there were more yellow towels there than there were people. It was incredible. 
It's just bad behavior being rewarded out there in L.A. Well, you know, the fans don't support the team out there. Stan Kroenke, you know, when that happens, he's picks them up and moves them. I don't think he's moving that team. But keep an eye on those Rams uh, coming up for the NFL it's playoffs. not Taylor's fault, When we come back, back, the price of a lottery ticket has gone up, apparently. Oh. Huh. We'll talk about that next on KMOX. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Happy Holidays from KMOX. It's the Dave Glover Show with Hancock and Kelly, and uh, yesterday we had a, um, a Secret Santa. You know, it's such a big family. We've all just decided six we're going to do six this. Six of you kids. Well, six of us plus their the husbands and spouses, now the kids and the grandkids, and now the grandkids are having their own little family. So, wow. I mean, at, at any given time, there's 35 to 40 of us at, at, at the uh, celebration. And um, so what we did this year is we all, through some app called Elfster, yeah. we drew, drew names, and we were given the names of who we were supposed to get something from. Right. They set the limit at $25, which— $25. I'm sorry, but in today's world, $25 is really hard to find some type of a gift that it doesn't— been easier before Biden was president, but uh, yes. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever, but uh, you know it was much. Um, my, but it wind up having a lot of lottery tickets, lottery tickets, and gift cards, and you know, I mean, if we're just going to exchange gift cards, just hand over the money. Yeah, let's just hand over the money. So I proposed yesterday we take the limit to fifty bucks. Oh, because I think with inflation. fifty bucks, and we put a rule in there, you can't get a gift card. Right. Um, you've got to actually get a good get a gift. Right. I think that would be kind of a cool way of doing it. But needless to say. I wound up getting my uh, secret person yeah. a book. Uh, this this sister of mine and her husband are really into bourbon, so I found a really cool bourbon book about all the different kinds of drinks you can make with American bourbon. bourbon. You got a book uh, obviously about the old fashioned being the 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 number signature. one drink, the signature yeah. drink you can do. But you do. got the Manhattan out but, there. But the book wound up costing me you got the Rob Roy twenty two dollars. Okay. So I've got three dollars remaining of my twenty-five. So that the fifty-dollar suggestion got vetoed by the family. Well, no, no, that, that, I suggested the fifty dollars for next year. Oh, so I'm just telling okay. you the predicament I was in. I got a book. What a lame gift. No, that's a good. Oh, book. it was a great gift. Yeah. And then I had three extra dollars, so I I went in uh, to the gas station on 
uh, Christmas Day. And I said, uh, I'd like $3 on uh, on the Powerball because the Powerball is up to 600 and something million dollars. All right. So a couple, couple things come out of this conversation. Number one, as I said, I'd, li- I'd like $3 on Powerball. Well, that set off alarms, you know, like suddenly somebody's walking around. She's looking at me kind of strange, and she goes to the back to talk to somebody. And then this other lady comes up, and she's like, sir, Powerball tickets are $2. Yeah. So you can't spend $3. I said, I had no idea. When did the price of a lottery ticket go from $1 to $2? Inflation. Yeah, but when did it happen? It makes sense, I guess, because they're at $600 million. They seem to be getting up to... Sixty, seventy million dollars almost every spend. But did you know that lottery tickets were more than a buck? I've never bought one. What? <laughs> I've never. You never bought a lottery ticket? Uh, no. I mean, in I your bought, entire life, I bought some of those scratcher things. Uh huh. No, but not in the last twenty years, probably. Can I ask why? Because you, you're just throwing money away. I mean, you're you're throwing money away. Well, you might be able to win. You're not gonna win. I know somebody who won the lottery. Who won the lottery? You don't know uh, somebody. Kathy, won. we had her on the radio. You and I did because she won the lottery. How much did she win? A million. Well, bucks. Like a hundred bucks. A million bucks. A million bucks. A hundred million dollars. Oh, you know this lady. Yeah. We've I had do. her on the radio. You've been in public places with me. She won the lottery. Regular person like you and I yeah. going to the gas station. Putting their five dollars down or six dollars now, uh, because they wanted to be able to get their tickets and and they won. You well, can't win if you don't play. Well, that's true, and you can't. But you can't lose if you don't play either. All right. So that was predicament number one. Number one, I didn't know that they had raised the price of a lottery ticket from one dollar to two dollar. So now I'm in that weird spot of do I go over the limit uh, and and buy four dollars worth of, uh, of Powerball? You got to do it. I did it. I I went over. In fact, I put $10 down and oh. said, well, give me $10 worth. That gave me five, five. selections. And, uh, now, do you pick the numbers for them then? No. Oh. No. Here's my next problem. What happens if you wind up giving somebody a lottery ticket for their Christmas present, like I did? Just yeah. did, I got to go spend four more dollars. I went and spent it, got a lottery ticket. What if that individual hits the $600 million? Yeah. Good for them, right? Yes. But do you think that there would be an obligation like, hey, well, the guy who actually purchased it was the MSK. We ought to we ought to sling him, you know, a couple mil. You would do well to worry about the electric grid going out rather than what would happen if somebody won one hundred million dollars off of one of your lottery. It's not going to happen. How do you know? I I know someone who won the lottery and somebody buy the ticket. No, but somebody is going to win six hundred million dollars here. Well, then if you know somebody that's won $600 million. No, I don't know anybody who's won $600 million. Okay, if you know somebody that's won $100 million. Okay, I All do. right, yeah. you do. Uh-huh. That means that the odds of you knowing another living human being who wins that kind of money in the lottery is infinitesimal. But I you mean, understand just... there are there's evidence of people winning the lottery twice. No. I love when you are just so certain about something. You're wrong about this. Who's won the lottery? You Google it, PJ. There's been people. Has has people won the lottery more than twice? There's a whole reality TV show about lottery winners. Some people who've run, won it more than once, who've gone through the money. But here's my question: How would you feel if you'd have thrown the four dollars down, and then that person wins six hundred million dollars? Good, good for them. That was their gift. Okay. 
Go, yes. go ahead, PJ. Well, you've got Evelyn Adams. Oh, who, Evelyn Adams. Who won twice. Likely. Likely. won twice. Mr. Bill Morgan won twice. Bill hey. Morgan, uh-huh. likely story. Dwayne Ketterman won twice. Dwayne Thank Ketterman. You. See, so this is what I'm saying. So this happens. Somebody's going to win the lottery. And by the way, what a nice little gift to give somebody. Here's a dollar shot for you to become a hundred millionaire. Except it's not going to happen. Like you're going to be like the Hancocks. So soon you'll have three banks you're going to. Because <laughs> you got to go get your cookies for your puppy. Milk bones. Milk bones. Uh, yeah. So I no, I don't play the lottery. Now I did. I have played those scratcher thing, scratchy thing off. Yeah, I don't the like the scratchy out. things Why? because number one, you don't have to scratch off to know if you win. You literally can buy it and tell the guy scan it that I win, because he doesn't check your numbers when when you give him back the ticket. He takes it under the uh, you know the thing like they have at the grocery store. Doot, you're not a winner. Dude, you're a winner. You mean I don't have to scratch off? Absolutely, scratch off? don't have to scratch up. There's a barcode on the back of the uh, on the back of the lottery ticket, and that's what he'll he can scan. So you literally can say, "Give me twenty dollars worth of scratchers and check them and see if I won." Well, that's horrible. And of course, it's horrible. Uh, why would they? Why would they go to all the expense and, of putting those little whatever? That's what's that made of? The stuff you scratch off. By I don't know, but it gets in your car, it's a little, and then it gets it in the little it gets crevices all up in your fingernails, and, and stuff. then you got to have a quarter, you yeah. know, to scratch well, off. Well, you can and, do it with a with a nickel. A dime is tough. Yeah, dimes uh, are hard. The dimes are tough, but I. But the, that's the whole fun of the thing is scratching that. What is that? Well, stuff? you can scratch it off. I don't know. It's Four, three, six, seven, nine. Sometime like a. They, they make this. Stuff I hope it's not of, the paint from Camp Lejeune. <laughs> cardstock, huh? Cardstock. Cardstock. That's the name of the stuff they put on top of the. Yeah. Yeah. And I you wonder just if scratch it off of there. But, but, but I wonder if it's toxic. Yeah. What, what Camp Lejeune? Right. Do you think that's what they were making down there? They the stuff they were making the scratch tickets? off cards. So you're telling me I buy a scratch off? Yes. And they tell you right there on the scratch off, do not scratch off the super secret right the thing over there, or you will nullify your ticket. I don't know about that. Well, that's what I've seen. But I, I'm telling you right now, I've literally bought a scratch-off ticket before and handed it right back to the guy, and he lasered it and said, you didn't win, and then I took it and scratched it, and guess what? I didn't you win. You didn't win. Yeah. Huh. How about that? That's a scam. Yeah, so you're telling scam. me that the people that print that ticket know whether it's a winner or not? They have to, right? <laughs> the computer, the computer. Ha- and if it's anything like... What it happens seems to me the, like this thing is ripe for all kinds of corruption out there. Wonder what percentage of the money that gets paid into the lottery goes back in winnings for scratchers? Because you know, like scratch off tickets are you can get a dollar scratch off ticket, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollar scratch off no, tickets. Come on, you can't buy a twenty. You can buy a twenty dollar scratch off ticket. Twenty dollars for a scratch off. Twenty because I thought, well, maybe I'll just get scratch off. Are tickets. your odds better of winning if you're you, paying twenty? The, the size of the winning is better. Uh, so on a dollar, you maybe only can win a million, but on a $20 one, maybe you could win 25 million. Hmm. But as under your theory, nobody wins anyway. Nobody wins. But but people do win. win. There's like, people do win. So do you, if you buy a $20 scratch off ticket and you scratch it off, can you win $10 so that you actually lost $10? Yes. Well, that's horrible. And that's that they consider that a winning ticket when you've just lost $10. I, exactly. But I mean, I guess that's what it comes down to. This is not good. Yeah, uh, there's a this whole game. Do we have any idea. lottery winners in the audience? We'd love to hear uh, from you. Three one four four three six seven nine hundred. I guarantee you, nobody listening to us. If now you want to text in, do you know anybody who's won the lottery? They don't. Know I anybody. know people who've won. You the lottery. You know one person that's won the lottery, and and this person's been on the air with you and I. Well, good for her. Yeah. Where where is she now? She's probably in our her place in Florida or some other nice place, because she's got. 
millions of dollars because she won the lottery. John from O'Fallon is joining Hello, us. Hello, John. Hello, John. Merry Christmas. Well, Merry Christmas. Good to hear you guys. Ditto. Hey, uh, Illinois has a $50 scratch-off. What? What? Yes. I won uh, a couple of weeks ago. I won $500. You did. So you spent $50 for one scratch-off ticket, or did you buy more than one? I bought two. Okay. So now, let me do the math So here. that's $100. So that's like 50 times two. Yeah. $100. Wow. And you won, what would you say, $500? $500. What, so would, you, what, what could you have potentially have won? So you came out to uh, $10 million. Ten million? You won ten million? No, and he won four hundred. No, he could win. I, I know ten million. Fifty dollars. I think fifty dollars for a scratch off ticket. Oh, a you lot, just had a hundred dollars burning a hole in your pocket, John. Well, it's a uh, well, yeah. I'm retired. What? A, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. Where'd you retire from? <laughs> I had two different jobs. He's yeah. a nuclear uh, physicist. Not the radio business. <laughs> I can tell you that. Thanks for the call, John. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas, okay, John. Christmas. Oh man! Well, there you go. He won uh, five hundred dollars spending a hundred dollars. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Where we are we going here, Peds? Uh, Brigger, uh, who? Who? We talk to Dan if you want. Dan, Dan, you're on KMOX. Yeah, hi. How are you? Great. Hey, um, I was just going to say on the lottery ticket thing. Um, when you buy those tickets, you have to actually scratch on the front of the card. So when they scan it at the um, gas stations. They don't know what the winner. They don't know if it's a winner or not. Ah. So you have to actually scratch it on the front of the card, you and then the you can the find card. out. Yeah, I I bought a ticket, handed it to the guy, and he lasered it and said you didn't win. Well, you didn't scratch the front of the ticket, right? Well, Dan is telling you you got to scratch the front of the ticket. The guy just, you know what happened there, Michael? What happened? He, he said he thinking bloop. He said, "Oh, you lost." Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what happened there. I'm Thank not you, sure Dan. Dan's 100 percent right, but he may be right. Dan knows what he's talking okay. about, Michael. I, I buy my fair share of lottery tickets, so I can tell you that. Have you, you won? What's them. the most you've won? Uh, the most I've won is 100 bucks, but um, I, I buy them regularly, and I buy the lottery tickets. I heard you guys talking about the uh, price of them. So yeah. they've been two dollars for a while now. Is that yeah, right? I didn't know. Because I went wanted to buy three dollars worth of lottery Powerball tickets, and they, well, if it's two dollars a pop, you can't buy. $3. Well, I didn't know that. Well, now you do. Yeah, and Dan knew about it. But who buys only? Right, well, we've got to step aside. Four three six seven nine hundred. If you want to get in on this riveting conversation, when we come back, it's Hancock and Kelly in for Dave Glover on the DGS on the Voice of St. Louis KMOX. Live and local. This is St. Louis's News Radio. KMOX. It's good to touch the green, green grass of home. Yes, are you guys playing? Porter Wagner. Who's Porter Wagner? Oh, buddy. One of the great country western singers of Mm -hmm. our time. Oh, he sings both country and western? That's the green, green grass of home. One of the most recorded songs in all of country music. No, it's not. Yes. This song here, I've never, ever, ever heard that. The green, green grass of home? Huh. See, this is why, this is why people have come to trust me uh, when it comes to talking about America. Because I know this song. The song is in my soul. The green, green grass of home. It sounds torturous. Lips like cherries. It sounds like every other country and western song I've heard. Green, green grass of home. Just takes you back to a different time, a different place. Yeah. Family. So I got up day after Christmas to do my exercise. Yeah. 
Pounded out seven miles today. Seven miles. You wouldn't understand. I would not. Um, and so I'm out there yeah. and I'm walking through the neighborhoods the of the neighborhoods. central west end. Yeah. And you know, it's just a dreary kind of ugly time of year, right? Because uh, the leaves are all down, the grass is brown, yeah, grass is not the brown. bushes have died, etc. But I get to St. Louis U, so yeah. I walk from Forest Park. When you do seven miles, you, you, you that's a good distance, but I covered it. You wouldn't understand. Oh. Um, and there I am at St. Louis U where they have their soccer fields. Right. John, I'm telling you right now, you'd have thought it was June. Uh, this the, the green grass. The green, green grass of home. Uh, of of St. Louis U soccer field sparkling. I mean, just absolutely Are you sure it's sparkling. Not AstroTurf? How is it? Is it is it artificial? No, it's it's real. I it's, I, I ran on it in the whole the day. It's the green green grass. It's of the home. green grass. But how is it that that grass is solid green well, and everything in every neighborhood is brown? Are well, they putting extra nitrogen on this you're stuff? You're wrong about that, Michael. Well, because okay. uh, if you were walking through the streets of Chesterfield right now, uh, the grass is green. My grass is Your green. grass is green? Yes. Like still as green as it would be in the summertime. Well, it's green. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I didn't I don't I don't take the hue of the green. I don't take, you know, one of those little computer apps they got now where you take a picture and they tell you what kind of grass it is. Have you seen those things? Yeah, well, usually uh I I'm more partial to the sativas. But but the reason that the <laughs> the reason that the grass was green there at the St. Louis University. I, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, most of the Dave Glover listeners do. That right. was funny. Good for them. Go ahead. So uh, the reason <laughs> that the grass is that they're treating that grass. Uh-huh. They're injected. They're, well, you gotta, first, you got to aerate the lawn, Michael. Yeah. Do you aerate yeah. your lawn? Well, you got, yeah, the little stomper thing there, and you mm-hmm. punch in little holes in it. Yeah. And then uh, then you got to put the fertilizer in yeah. there. And and it keeps the the vibrancy of the grass. You have feed to get. It's like that guy, the little Scottish guy on the baseball games. Feed it. You got to feed it. You feed the lawn. Mm-hmm. You know, with your turf builder or whatever you put right. in there. And that's what they're doing out at St. Louis University with their soccer. Well, field. they must be because uh, you know I've been playing golf because we've had some really great weather over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And when I've been out there, the the grass is not as green as I see it at these sports complex. And I'm just wondering if they use it something different, some type of different chemical. And if it is a different chemical, why aren't we all using it? Because this grass is impeccable. Well, you don't want to be putting a bunch of chemicals out there. Uh, on the grass. No, we only want that on our food. You're right. You yeah. want to. You want to have natural. Uh, a lot of times they call that um, uh, compile uh, compost. Uh, yes. Yes. You put that on the grass, and that's good for it out there. But you don't start dumping. <laughs> do you still mow your own lawn? No. Does somebody come and mow it for you? Uh, yes. Does uh, do they push mower it, or do they have one of these things where they uh, like they stand behind it, but it's like a giant. Hungry, hungry hippo-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. That it's thing's cool. Huge. I would like to ride one of those. Man, and they they cut the grass like that in I mean, two seconds. And like how he, they the corners that they get right up next to your house without running into the doggone house. Yeah, it's pretty impressive stuff. That's an excellent point. Are I they? There's jobs it. like that. It's kind of like the Zamboni guy. And every time I go to the Blues game, I want to do that job. I want to just once, not ride around like one of those tools sitting on a backseat waving like I'm Miss America. I want to actually drive the Zamboni. Yeah, so I got on a flight from Columbus, Ohio to St. Louis a few years ago. Okay. My seatmate was uh-huh. the Zamboni driver for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Really? The hockey team. What there. was he coming to St. Louis for? Uh, he was on holiday. I uh-huh. guess. And, uh, what better place to go? And he was telling me that uh, he'd been driving the Zamboni for about five years. Yeah. His father had driven the Zamboni before him. 
Mm-hmm. And you know that's a trick because you got to get you know the ice has got to get covered out there, right? And you the way they do it is they make you know what they call circles around the uh, yeah little circles yeah, and then you go in right. You, you got and you don't want to leave a, a swath out there. How embarrassing it would be if all the yeah. fans in the stands well, can see that you missed a spot like you're in your yard. So the Zamboni guy yeah. has no margin for error. It's no. a very high-stress occupation. Yeah. We're no longer the voice of the blues. Otherwise, we could maybe lobby to be. A, but I have a feeling what they would do, I've been to a couple of charitable things where they're like, you can ride can you on the Zamboni. If they, if they let me drive the I don't want to ride on the Zamboni. I want to drive it. Oh, you and I, it would look like a a, a, a derby, like a crash em up derby. Everywhere. Well, when we come back, we're going to check in with... Somebody that's not working. Yeah, let's pick up the phone and just start calling our coworkers who that aren't here. working because yeah. we're working. Yeah, Dave Glover's not working. He'll be back. We'll call in him the tomorrow. New year. Rachel Zimmerman <laughs> will be back in the new year. Andrew Kevin Wheeler will be back uh, Friday. They even let Andrew off. All right, we got to go. News is next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.